This episode references visuals and photographs that is no longer a feature in this version of the episode. From Digitiki.com As a reminder, please make sure all carry-on items are securely stowed prior to departure from the gate. All seat backs and tray tables must be upright. Flight attendants, prepare doors for departure, cross-check, verify straps. We're going to Okilao. Touchdown! I am in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for this very special Hukilau edition of The Quiet Village. It's not going to be very quiet village on this trip, I can guarantee you. We have some slamming tunes by some performers at the Hukilau this year. The Intoxicators, the Howley Cats, the Tiki Aki Orchestra, as well as Laramie Dean, wonderful surf guitarist, as well as some very, very inside information on the Maikai that I'll bet you did not know, as well as the fate of the Maikai and the fate of the Hokilau. You're going to want to hear all of this, and I have some very special guests coming up. So you have a ringside seat. Grab your Mai Tais. This is a very special Hokilau edition by way of Fort Lauderdale of The Quiet Village. Thank you. 
The Hookie Lao song. What better way to kick off this special Hookie Lao edition of the Quiet Village? Now, for those of you who, who haven't been able to attend this year, or actually for those of you who have never been able to attend Hookie Lao, it is four fun filled days of pure tiki madness just crammed into every second of those days in the sweltering heat of Fort Lauderdale with the centerpiece being the trip to the Maikai which has got to be a, a tiki restaurant, tiki bar fantasy. And you might have also heard the rumors that this was the last Lao. The 2008 was going to be it. And the rumor going around as well that the Maikai was going to be closing. Well, the rumors uh, did turn out to be true, but with a twist. And I will fill you in on all the, the uh, details with that twist a little bit later on. This year had to have been one of the best years I've enjoyed. I have to just say that from a personal standpoint, it was the best time I had. I met a lot of great people, and that's the best part about the Hukilau are the connections and the people that you get to meet and talk to and, and enjoy their company. Now, Thursday night is the kickoff party. Now, everybody's usually there way in advance of that, and they're already hanging out and socializing on Thursday. But Thursday evening at the Bahia Cabana across the street from the beach on the, out, on the patio out by the pool in the sweltering evening heat of Fort Lauderdale is when the party really kicks in and everybody's there. Everybody's having a great time, and of course, Bamboo Ben's jumping in the pool and a few people are joining him, and the Howley Cats are swinging that night. Say something to the folks back home. Something to the folks back home. All right. <laughs> Would you like to say something to the folks back home? I'll see you when I get there. All right. That's my favorite line. <laughs>
baby flash and that new gold too. Oh, here come my baby flash and that new gold too. Baby, no, she's so skinny she can rub in a telephone booth. Give us a kiss and hold it a long, long time. I say, give us a kiss and hold it a long, long time. Don't kiss me, baby, till the feeling overcome me like wine. I say, flip, flop, fly. I don't care if I die. Flip, flop, fly. I don't care if I die. Don't ever leave me, don't you ever say goodbye. The Holy Cats, the swinging alter ego to the Howley Cats, performing Flip Flop and Fly, and they were swinging hard on Thursday night poolside at the Hookie Lao kickoff party. And one of the other performers there that night was Laramie Dean, who is a phenomenal surf guitarist. If you get a chance to catch this guy live, you gotta do it. Here is some Laramie Dean. This is Laramie Dean. Say hello to everybody. Awesome. <laughs>
Wow, Laramie Dean, what a force to be reckoned with. That is Hava Nagila for you kosher surfers out there. And right before that was Laramie Dean with Ghost Riders in the Sky, one of my favorite versions of that tune. And he was really tearing it up on Thursday night. <laughs> I got to tell you about this other band. It was a lot of fun. The Disaster Knots. They are the alter egos of the Intoxicators. And they were really tearing it up, too, on Thursday night. They play in orange jumpsuits and monkey masks. And that is a real blast. They're something to see. Now, Friday is when everything really kicks into full swing. There are seminars and tiki carving, and there's a Sarangarama, which is a vintage Polynesian clothing fashion show. But one of my favorite things is the Tiki Bazaar, where there's just a ton of stuff for sale, and it's all tiki, and a lot of it is one of a kind and handmade. But my, my absolute favorite thing they did this year was a tiki art gallery. And you had to go through the art gallery to get into the bazaar. And it took up one, one uh, room in the hotel, and it was fantastic. Some wonderful art by some really, really talented tiki artists. And there's just way too many to name. But um, Atomic Kitty had some great paintings, and, and she did a wonderful job. John Paul Ballack had some of his tiki photos there. Just wonderful photography. And he also has done the uh, drink photography for Beach Bum Berry's Sippin' Safari. It's really amazing. And, of course, some really fun paintings by Sam Gambino. But one of my favorite artists is Rob Hamill. He does the most amazing velvet paintings. He has really raised velvet painting to a high, high art form. He is simply amazing and really a nice guy. And I will actually be interviewing Rob when he comes to visit me at the Quiet Village in an upcoming episode. So hang in there. Now, the really big main event, which happens Friday night, it's when all the bands on the docket are performing. And, and this year we had the Fishermen, the Intoxicators, the Martini Kings, the debut of the Tikiaki Orchestra, which is a lot of fun. And of course, the king himself, King Kukulele. So now I'm going to do a twofer set. Two songs by King Kukulele, the Tikiaki Orchestra, and the Intoxicators. Here's the Friday night main event set. This is King Kukulele, and I'd like to sing you guys a love song. I already sang you my doo-wop love. Hi, Andy. There's Andy. You know, you probably, everybody likes milk and cookies. Love song. Okay, love. I'd like to sing a love song for table number seven right over here. Friends, this is King Kukulele here. You know, a lot of people come up to me and they say, King, now where did you meet all these freaky tikis? Well, there's a story that goes along with that. You know, it's getting so you can't drop a coconut on this island without hitting a freaky tiki. Let me tell you. I'm King Kukulele. I like sitting in the shady. I like to play little songs for a lovely ukuleles. You know, it's indeed a pleasure to play for all of you. Johnny Kalua, who's known for yelling hua, has a bass that sounds like it's going a booma booma booma. Hua, 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 hua. Then there's Professor Papuli, whose volcano went kablooey, and his lap steel guitar started sounding all kind of screwy. Moon June Spoon steel guitar is never out of tune. Tiki Charmu plays vibes all night through. He's Pele the Fire God's vibes playing fool. Ooh, what's wrong with playing the vibes all day? Hana Oma J never has much to say. He likes ripping on his guitar all day down by the bay. 
Con Tiki has drums that are kind of squeaky. He's a resident rhythmic howly cheeky freaky tiki.
And here they are, folks. Without further ado, we got lots more entertainment. Please give it up for the Intoxicators. Let her rip.
Yeah, the Intoxicators. That tune was called Human Cannonball, and before that was the Intoxicators with Gary 2. Before them were two tunes by none other than the Tikiyaki Orchestra, my personal favorite. Starting off was Waikiki Serenade, followed by the very exotica-sounding Crossing Kilauea from their Stereo Exotique album. Before that were two tunes by the king himself, King Kukulele, Freaky Tikis, and Gonna Have a Luau. Lots of fun. Friday night was really hopping, and the party never stopped. And Saturday morning, it starts all over again. Everybody nursing those hangovers. Great seminars going on during the day. Bosco did a seminar, and uh, there was a not-to-miss seminar on cocktails and the people behind them by Beach Bum Berry. And if you have not picked up any of the books by Beach Bum Berry, you simply have to have them. Now, Saturday night is the big deal. The whole party moves to the Mai Kai Polynesian restaurant just a few miles down the road in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Now, for those of you who have never been to the Mai Kai, it's almost indescribable. It is a gigantic Polynesian palace in the grand yesteryear style. When they refer to Polynesian palace, that is what they're talking about. This place has a max capacity of 670 people. Now, here is a picture of the plaque in the foyer to prove it. 670 people. That's huge. The Maikai is a tiki lover's dream come true. Uh, when you first walk in the foyer, you immediately turn to your left, you enter the Molokai Bar, which is a long room that looks like you're in the lower deck of a schooner ship. Now, there's an enormous ship's mast in the middle of the room, and the slanted windows on the outer walls have water f flooding down them. At the far end of the bar, there is a large window looking out over a very tropical waterfall and exotic foliage, and, and, and this large tiki dude looking in the window as if we are on display as if he's a tourist gawking at all the sophisticated savages getting blitzed the waitresses are all scantily clad in sarongs which i firmly approve of and the smell of good rum is in the air and the Hallycats are swinging some relaxing hawaiian melodies in the bar
friends you will see there There's gonna be dancing And maybe romancing And there'll be lots of aloha At the big luau There'll be some fish and poi And a piggy that's cooked all night Pineapple, pineapple A hula when the moon is right We're having a luau I wanna show you how We live it up in Hawaii At the big luau Now one of the greatest drinks I had at the Maikai is not on the menu. They do have a drink on the menu called the Rum Barrel and they serve it in this big ceramic barrel with the Maikai name on it. It's a very good drink. Not on the menu. It's called the Grandfather Barrel. Tiki Kaliki recommended that to me and she told me a little story about it. She said that Jack Thornton, the owner and creator of the Maikai, went out on his boat with some friends and they all liked the Rum Barrel. So they had Rum Barrels pre-mixed. They put them in a in a in a container and they put them on the boat and I forget what happened something happened they weren't able to go out and the drinks sat there in the container for a long time I I, I think a month and they came back and there was this container of rum barrel drinks Jack Thornton opened it and actually tasted it and said it was just fantastic and and they started serving it and it is aged top shelf rums combined and everything put together and then it's set up on the shelf to age for quite some time before they serve it. Now, also Saturday night when you walk in, if you don't go to your left in the Molokai Bar and you go all the way through the dining room to the back, there's the the Samoa room and in there were some really smooth lounge tunes of the Tikiaki Orchestra, the Fisherman, and the Martini Kings. Here's some Martini Kings for you.
Ah, the Martini Kings. What a great song from their album, Dance of the Virgins, which is a great album title and has a great cover, too. That is a tune called Las Nuevas. I have no idea what that means. Saturday night at the Maikai, they also have a big Polynesian show. They seat you for dinner in the main dining room, which is huge. And they have a big Polynesian show with lots of hula dancers and fire dancers and log drumming and music. And it's a really great show. But before the show, always at Hukilau on Saturday night, Tiki Kaliki, the producer of the Hukilau, comes out and makes her announcements on the stage and her thank yous. And this year was particularly important because the rumor had been going around that the Maikai was going to close and that this was going to be the last Hukilau. And actually, shortly before Hukilau, that had been pretty well confirmed. The Maikai was going to be no more, which was very sad. But interestingly enough, Tiki Kaliki came out and made a fantastic announcement. Um, thank you all for coming. I hope you've had a good time here this weekend. Have you had a good time? Well, I just I wanted to um, dispel some rumors. Um, I know that um, I announced um, three months ago that it was the last Hoopy Law, and it's made a lot of you very sad. And I just want to explain a little bit um, the reason why, because there's been so many things said and, um, you know, lots of silly rumors going around. And I wanted to let you know, in January, the Mai Kai had a meeting with me, and they told me that they were closing down. And um, there was nothing, you know, more horrible than I could have heard. Um, it devastated me, like, you know, completely. Um, but... That's the reason why it was the last Yuki level. And yesterday, um, there has been some great news. Um, Dave uh, Levy, has, um, he has complete control of the Maikai now. It is going to survive.
the Maikai is saved, at least for a little while longer, thank goodness. But this was a close call, so if any of you have never gotten to the Maikai, it is a real slice of the past, of the original Tiki era. It is something you have to see and experience. Telling about it, photographs, all of that stuff cannot do it justice. You have to stand there and experience it. It's simply amazing. You have to taste the food. You have to taste the amazing drinks. You have to stand in the dining room and just experience it. It's simply amazing. It, it should be a historical landmark. But that wasn't it for the Hookie Lao that weekend. Sunday had a lot of very big surprises in store. Early in the day, there was a tiki architecture seminar by an architect by the name of Mike Skinner, who did a simply amazing job of talking about the different elements of tiki architecture in the past and, and the people behind that. And it was, it was one of the best seminars, I have to say. My hat's off to Mike Skinner on that one. And immediately following that, everybody went over to the Maikai for a very special viewing. The Maikai opened up their archives, and we actually got to see some very amazing stuff. The pieces of the original Maikai sign, as well as all kinds of photographs that were in the family's archive. Now, here's a picture of Mr. Thornton holding a silver Maikai mug, one-of-a-kind silver Maikai rum barrel. Now, here's a close-up of that silver mug. It was actually there on display. It's one-of-a-kind solid silver. Uh, there were all kinds of, of mementos and photographs and everything on display, and it was simply Amazing, and everyone was walking around in awe. And I managed to uh, catch Tiki Cleeky talking to John Paul Allen about some of the archive photographs. Oh, look at that's another bar. Look how it, it extended near the glass. Look at that. Then they added on that back section with the lagoon. The, the lagoon once went through the entire restaurant. That lagoon went through the entire place. So this is the bar and then they extended it out there. Yeah, see how there's the windows back there where the tiki is now. The mermaid is right there. Yeah, exactly. Or the, I'm sorry, the siren. Yeah. You were just so happy. These are in poor condition. Yeah, that's not true. You know the negatives are probably all involved. So. Well, you know, I she had all Mrs. Thornton had all these slides. She had six boxes of slides, and I went over there, and there was a leak in the closet. It was Bob's old closet. She didn't know there was a leak. And only two slides out of six hundred. I went through every one of them with a live box, and only two of them survived. The most important and exciting things on display were blueprints of the Maikai, the actual blueprints. And these were simply amazing. Now, I told you I was going to give you information about the Maikai that you probably didn't know, and here it is. If you'll notice this picture, you've probably seen this before. This is a, a famous painting of the Maikai, and it's actually been used on uh, postcards, and it is the 
concept, the final vision of what the Thorntons imagined the, the Maikai finally being. Now, if you zoom in really close and you look back here, there's a two-story veranda that does not exist in the Maikai complex, and that was planned but never built, and it was going to be a simply amazing, amazing place. The blueprints for that addition were there. And they featured a whole lot of things, another dining room, an upstairs dining room, as well as a large Vegas-style nightclub with what looks like a floating stage, or at least a stage out over a big body of water, and then Vegas-like seating and tables. And here's a close-up of another bar that was going to be in this edition. You can see here, there's a, a, it says soft drinks, liquor bottle, and a juice room, and a juice cooler, uh, the, whole, the whole nine yards. There was also going to be a downstairs wine cellar, which sadly none of this ever came to be. And as I strolled through the blueprints, I came upon something that made me stop in my tracks. I saw blueprints for what I thought was an addition to the Maikai, but then I looked at the title, and not a lot of people noticed this, but it blew me away. It said, Maikai, New York. And it turns out that the Maikai actually had plans for a New York restaurant right in the middle of New York City. And here are the plans for it, as you can see. Amazing. Can you imagine a chain of Maikais? Now, there's another little piece of information about future planned Maikais that never were. John Paul Ballack, a few months before the Hukilau, had actually stumbled upon an estate sale, an estate sale by a man by the name of Florian Gabriel. Now, if you're not familiar with that name, Florian Gabriel was the designer of the Maikai. Not only the designer of the Maikai, but the designer of all the Steve Crane, Luau, Ports of Call, the Mauna Loa, some very famous tiki places. Now, in his estate sale was a treasure trove of memorabilia for the Maikai, including receipts for every single decorative item that was in the Maikai. But an interesting thing that was also in them, in there was a letter that actually referenced a Maikai in Paris. That is simply amazing. There was going to be a Maikai New York and a Maikai in Paris. Now, now, Mike Skinner, the architect who did the seminar just a few hours earlier, was hanging around. I managed to corner him, and I asked him about some of these architectural aspects of the Maikai edition, as well as the New York and the Paris Maikai. <laughs> what, what do you know about the New York Maikai? Um, only what I found out about it from Thursday on. I don't think anybody knows anything about New York Maikai. But it's uh, this is this is uh, New York City plan right here. Uh, the address was you can see it yeah. 200 East 57th Street. Trader Vicks was on 59th Street. But uh, so if you're out on the sidewalk, this was the front entrance for Maikai. I mean, so they had the they had the the soaring A-frame out front. Mm -hmm. but then when you went inside. They 
had the hut design in here. Here's a here's a better picture of, of what they want. Now, uh, they obviously couldn't do freestanding in Midtown. You know, it's just they had to. to do, so their dining room was kind of a dog leg. You know, this was dining here. This was dining in here. But it's amazing because these plans are dated 1960. Mike had only been open four years before they talked about expanding into New York. But it, it dates as 1960 because you know 1960 when every every man that would go out to dinner, you know, they all wore hats. And look at this, when you came in the front door, they specifically had a hat check. Not coat check, but they had a hat check. I mean, every, I mean, that's just, it, that puts it in perspective. That was culture back then. You know, every man had a, had the fedora hat on. You would come in and they had the hat check. They had in the lobby here, and it was multi-tiered because you can see walking down the steps to the different dining areas. Uh, you know, walk down these circular steps to the hat check. They had the gift shop when you first came in. Are you waiting for it to be called to be set at one of your tables and then you can look over here at this lobby picture this colored one with the colored thing this the the, the red that you see out front that's this that's that soaring a-frame that you can see right here the, the, yeah. yeah so you would come in the front door here this was the front door to the building you can see this little bridge right here mm. you walk across this bridge there are water features and waterfalls of lava rocks so you walk across this bridge walk across this bridge into the main lobby when you got into the lobby here's the gift shop you know so just like they have here you can go in and buy this up and what's really cool about the gift shop is Along the in, the, in the plans here, you can see here, it says Tiki, it's, it's the, the little guy right here. Mm -hmm. There's a couple other places, so where they have, but in the gift shop, they have this big giant guy called King Tiki. So he must have been special if he wasn't just called Tiki. Yeah. He must have been a big mo monster of a guy. Uh, just in the gift shop is a, is a display, and so. So it was yeah, multi. It's 200 East, East 57 Street, it's two blocks away from So it was like several levels. I mean, I, all the different. No, ne never built. Never built. Now, John Paul mentioned a letter that mentioned Mikai Paris. I don't know. I haven't heard anything uh, about that. In in his stuff, he said there was a letter, Florian Gabriel, referencing Mikai Paris project. Now, Jack Thornton, the guy in the photograph over here, was a huge wine fanatic. And you can see, if you go back and look at some of the plans over here, you can see the French, the French, French provincial decor in the wine cellar. You can't build basements in Florida. The water table's too low. So they were. It was a half basement. They were only going down four feet. So it'd be a step down. But, you know, the feeling is there, the subterranean with the French provincial concept. And he was a huge wine drinker. In fact, on some of these plans over here, you can see in the wine cellar, he had a, a red wine room and he had a white wine room just for storage. So it wouldn't surprise me if they talked about doing Mai Kai Paris because that was his passion. I mean, Polynesian, obviously, but the French French wine thing was also a huge thing for him. So, I mean, if they, talk, if they, if they talked about it, I don't know if they ever got to a plan concept, but if they might have thrown it around and, and tried to do something French. I mean, tiki bars, tiki, tiki bars work in Spain. I mean, they're still over there in Spain, so why not think it would have worked in, in Paris, too? I was talking to Kern, Kern Matty. He and I were going back and forth, and he told me he was over in the warehouse last week, and he found all these plans. He says, well, I found some plans for Maikai, New York. I said, what? I mean, Maikai, New York. I said, Maikai's Fort Lauderdale. He's like, no, they had some plans for to expand in New York City. 
I'm like, okay, please. And he, and he asked me, he says, do you think anybody interested in, in hearing about that? I'm like, yeah, pull the plans. I'll look at them when yeah. we get down there. <laughs> he goes, I don't really know what people are interested in. I'm like, pull it all. I'll go through it. And so that's why I came over on Thursday. I went through page by page. The rest of this stuff is kind of, you know, door details and electrical plans. Nothing you, you know, have any interest in. Well, there you have it. Plans for Mike High, Paris, France, and Mike High, New York City. And also plans for an expansion to the already gargantuan Maikai in Fort Lauderdale, all of which never saw fruition. Very interesting. And, and these blueprints have never been seen before by the public. And, and who knows, they may never be seen again by the public. So it was a real treat. I, I can't reiterate enough that, that uh, the Hukilau as an event, and especially this year's Hukilau, was a very special one because a lot of us were thinking it was the last Hukilau, and we were also thinking it was the last time we were actually going to stand in, experience, and taste the Mai Kai. I just want to thank Tiki Kaliki, the, uh, the people at the Mai Kai, and, and the people at the Hukilau, and everyone that I got to meet and it looks like Hukilau will continue. And if you haven't gone, you've got to go. And if you've gone to this one and other ones, you've got to go to future ones. I'd like to thank you for joining me. And just a little shameless plug before we go, for those of you who have the Tiki Days calendar that was put out by Swanky, this month's artwork, the artwork for July, happens to be done by yours truly. Here's a shot of it. And it's a little Photoshop fun I call Tiki Invasion. So just a little shameless plug. want to remind you that you can go to the Quiet Village anytime you want by going to digitiki.com and clicking on the podcast button, and you can view all the tracks and all the tunes in this and other podcasts. I hope you'll excuse me for being so long-winded on this and talking so much, but there was so much to cover. I just I wanted you to enjoy it all. I hope you did enjoy this podcast. I'm going to leave you with the Howley Cats, one of my favorite bands from this weekend doing their rendition of a Robert Drasnan tune that is appropriate. It's called Enchantment. And that's exactly what this weekend was. Pure enchantment. Aloha, everybody. Mm-hmm.